This program is brought to you by P1 Australia, quality racing components and manufacturers of engine water heaters for midgets, sprints, wingless and all types of open wheel dirt track cars. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Jack LeBrock. Hi, I'm David Reynolds. Hi, I'm Chaz Monster, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Coming up on this episode of Inside Supercars. Because, I mean, you know, when we, when we bought, when Rust and I bought um, the BR-12, I mean, it was well structured then, you know, and I joke with Pro job back then when you know pretty much in the first year we were with we nearly we nearly won Bathurst um, and then we did win Bathurst and then we won it again and then we won the championship. That we joked with Pro Drive that oh you know that was us that bought the business and made it happen but it wasn't it was already structured. So sit back and enjoy as inside supercars starting now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock, and this week we had a moment at Winton for the test day when Rod Nash of Tickford Racing uh, introduced us to his new CEO, Simon Brookhouse. Following is a three-person press conference, that being myself from Inside Supercars, Connor O'Brien from V8 Sleuth, and Daniel Herrero from Speed Cafe, speaking with Rod and Simon about Tickford Racing in 2024, what they're doing and how they're going to go about doing it. Uh, yes, the leadership group, Brad Houston, um, uh, Richie Marks, which is sales director, Mary Scopey, which uh, she's our accountant, and uh, Dylan Talabani. So Dylan heads up what we call now Tickford Engineering. Tickford Engineering is everything commercial. So it's making things or, or uh, customer work, basically. So Maddie, Maddie and Brad lead both the, are in charge of both the VCS, RS, and the DS2 operation. Simon, uh, by the way, I always ask questions for Dan. Brad is Brad, which is the tech director. Is that what's the engineering manager or something? Technical director. Technical director. Okay. So we've got pretty much, actually, if you want me to send you an org chart, I will. Um, that, uh, you know, CEO, forget about me for a minute, um, but CEO and then, yeah, the leadership group is uh, technical director, team manager, financial control, uh, and ticket engineer. Uh, yeah. We call it TE, but it's to mean customer. The thing is, um, uh, you know, like for instance, uh, you know, up until um, last year, I mean, you know, with Gen 2, uh, there's 18 engines there from that Generation 2 operation. So as we've been selling cars to Morse and what have you, well, then they buy the engines, but then, you know, they've got to come back to us to... So that's where all this commercial aspect comes to. But we felt before it was just like in, in our operation on any one day, 
it's like a, a fight fest. You know, if it was if it's for the race cars, uh, well then they'd shut the machine down, making that widget for a customer thing, and insert uh, you know a part to make for it. And it was just all over the shop, very inefficient. So now we're, we're running, that's why each party's got their own area, and internally you've got to book your space on, you know, just all our commercialities. Simon, sorry, I was going to say, yeah, so obviously we very briefly spoke before, but your motorsport background is more as a, I guess, as a fan than as a worker within it, but yeah, tell us just about motorsport for you and the attraction to it and all that. And, and just to jump in there, so my brief with Odgers when we when we, um, you know, employed them to uh, go and source the role was that I, I didn't want to be dictative about what industry we're going to get it from, but as we all know, you know, we all know our motorsport industry, so I said my preference would be to have someone out of sport, but not out of motor racing, but that's not to say we wouldn't take someone out of motor racing, so that was the brief. And just by default, it worked out for yeah, what we got. Yeah, look, I guess I'm, I'm, as a fan of motor racing, you know, I have been since I was a kid. Um, you know, following Dick Johnson and Rocky back in the day and those sort of things. So um, I've been to a lot of supercar way eight races over the journey. I've been to club car races and historic races and those sort of things. Um, even in my banking days, I used to look after Philip Island racetrack. So. Um, it's been a passion, all sports are passionate for me, but I, I guess the, the allure to this role is, is exactly what Rod said, that the organisation's more holistic than just a racing team. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a big organisation in terms of the commercialisation of it and making sure that the, the financial impact of all the business reflects across the business. So um, it's, a, it's going to be a challenge, there's no doubt about that. Um, I think that you know all professional sport, all sport, lives and dies by its relationships and its ability to generate income from various sources and I don't think this is any different. Uh, you know, it's akin to, often people say that, you, you know, there's that much technical ability in that garage down there, they, they don't really need me keeping an eye on things, I'm sort of, I'll certainly learn along the way and be a sponge, but I think if you sort of, you don't have to be a pilot to run Qantas, uh, that's the reality of it, and I think that it's more about a holistic approach of even some new ideas and how we can actually make this sport better and, and keep growing it. So that's the challenge. That's the challenge for all of us along with Lane. Um, the teams as a conglomerate, whilst we'll fight out there on the track, off the track, we've got to be trying to make the sport better and working with supercars to do that. And I think that's probably the most important thing you can do as a leader in the industry. I think that's something that's been missing for a while. I mean, you know, supercars, obviously we all, the teams agreed for you know, um, we shouldn't be part of, um, it wasn't just owning, but running a sporting code. So an individual, you know, um, group should own the sporting code. Right? So uh, the proof will be in there two years into it, obviously. Um, you know, probably like a bit more speed on a few things, but you know, there's some good stuff going on, but you know, we, we work in the cliche of a fast <laughs> um, sport, so we probably need to pick up the pace in, um, in our business acumen in a few ways, but I see it as a real benefit. I actually followed out of interest uh, the DJR appointment of, um, of uh, David and um, and 
that that sort of caught my eye by that's what we need, and that's when when um, you know when our executive group, um, including Tim, made the decision that we needed to move to a more commercialised style of person. Just in amongst it all, although it wasn't in the brief, we just felt that uh, uh, just for us, you know, the right uh, that new fresh blood can also contribute to you know what we all do to. Um, the greater you know, business acumen of, of a supercar's business. What are those, you mentioned things you'd like race to move faster and what are some of those things? Um, probably team integration. Um, you know, I mean, this has been going, it's my 26 years, so I've seen it all now, but, um, you know, we've always had the us and them syndrome. Um, you know, supercars have a business to run and the teams have a business to run. But, you know, we are, dare I say it, as the cliche goes, uh, just one family, and there's a lot of, um, you know, um, connecting of the dots. And I believe those dots are not connected because we're not, we're just not aligned on so many, so many items. And just expertise, you know, like, um, you know, it's uh, sponsors. I mean, we just crawl over each other out in the market, you know, and... I don't think that's a professional look. Now, there's no idea around that, but you know, I think there's a lot of things we can do better. But you know, there's so many, um, so much more. The, the teams are made up of varying expertises, and I think uh, just a more common, um, you know, um, structure of, of you know how we all um, bring the expertise into it. Like uh, race, uh, supposedly have you know fairly large marketing. Um, you know, technicals and all that. Well, I haven't seen any um, workshops or offerings to the teams to, you know, what could, what we do better. I mean, us as an industry, I remember when Walbo rocked up, you know, he just said, you'd like to do a shit job of digital. Well, we still do a shit job of digital. Now, race the crawl on all over that. Um, Petch understands it, and we'll see where that's going. But that goes with the teams too. We believe, you know, last year, I mean, you've probably seen some of the theatrics that we got up to with some of the reels we were doing. I mean, that's what we need to do. So that's what I call about the integration. It'd be better if there was a, a, a better, just a structured program around it so that we had all teams, you know, right, where's your three reels for the next month and rah, rah, rah. I think we're just missing, we, we have this platform called Supercars, but, um, you know, it's saying of, are we sweating it, you know, um, enough, I don't, I don't think we are. Setting back from the appointment of Simon, um, what was the driving force of going from forecast to two? Championship. Okay. One focus. Yeah, yeah, focus, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, when we, when we bought, when Rusty and I bought um, FBR in 12, I mean, it was well structured then, you know, and I joke with, um, um, uh, pro drive back then when you know pretty much in the first year we, with Renault we nearly we nearly won Bathurst um, and then we did win Bathurst and then we won it again and then we won the championship um, you know uh, we joke with pro drive that oh you know that was us that bought the business and made it happen but it wasn't it was already structured so then with Triple Eight being just a powerhouse um, you know we've sort of just rightly or wrongly just um, you know, like we've always been up there, we've always been winning races, but, you know, did we have that structure and we just kept expanding the business 
um, and I'm really strong on the fact that we're one team. It's not a, it's not a, an off-track team and an on-track team. There's one team for the racing team, um, and that's really transferable through all sport. And it was very similar in the NBL. You, you didn't want your NBL players and coaching staff to be separate from your administrative staff because if they're not both high-performing, the business will suffer. Everybody's high performing across the board. The financial performance of the business is strong, as is the relationships you have with commercial partners and your staff are always happier. And the most important thing in all of those is that when you come to work, you have fun. We have a pri- we're privileged to work in sport and do the things that we're passionate about. Um, and if we're not having fun at work, well, it makes life pretty boring, doesn't it? So I think that so much of what I've learned over the journey and, and adding to that the commercial background in banking and whatnot is really transferable. So I'm really excited about it, looking forward to the opportunity. The one thing in the very short time I've been involved, I've had the, the fortunate situation of meeting some of the staff and whatnot last week, is this team is a really professional team. They're really strong, there's a strong bond amongst them. Um, they've been led really well by Rod and Tim in the past and, and there, there's not too many things that are out of place and that need fixing straight away. I'm not suggesting that we can't improve the performance of the business, but we certainly have the right basis to be extremely successful, and there is no doubt we have one goal this year, and that's to win the championship, both team and driver. You've, um, uh, Ross just mentioned some of the things you'd like to see race accelerating. You've come from the NBL. I don't know too much about it, but sure. it's, it's another niche competition. It's, I think it's had some good years since Larry Castle has become involved. Yeah. What? What have they done right to solidify or improve their position in the sporting marketplace that Supercar should be looking at doing? Yeah, look, I think, and I'm, I'm certainly not going to sit here and be critical of Supercars because I, I haven't, I don't know enough about it as yet. But one of the things that I can talk about is the strength of the NBL from where it used to be to where Larry's taken it. There's three key components of that, is, and I think that, well, there's four key components. I guess one of it is the the fan engagement and the the, the actual excitement going to an NBL game, it's a family orientated event, it's two hours of absolute cheer joy for everybody now. Um, how you do that around a racetrack or whatnot is something that you need to work on, but that's an important aspect. They've been really strong on digital and social presence. Uh, they piggyback well off the NBA and the success of the NBA, but they've got their own identity and they've invested a lot of money in making sure that the league themselves encourage the clubs to promote as much content as they possibly can and they use it and share it amongst themselves and I think they do do a very good job of all the clubs engaging together. Like we would have a, a weekly meeting of all the CEOs and talk about what we're doing well in Cairns or what we're doing well in Hobart or whatever and it's a really collegiate sort of atmosphere. We fought tooth and nail on the court. But the thing that the NBL I think has done well is they know that it's one part that doesn't make the successes. If those clubs aren't successful, the league falls over. So if, if, if one cog in that wheel, for instance, is cans and they're not getting crowds to games, the whole league suffers. The television ratings drop, performance suffers and all those sort of things. They've done a very good job of making sure there's a collegiate atmosphere amongst the clubs. And, and I'll tell you now, though, those, the CEOs, I'm still friends we talk to all the time, and we used to have bands, but we would socialise together. NBL does a really good job of treating its partners really well. That's what Larry is very strong on. And for those who don't know Larry's background, he owned Dodo, the internet company, before, and he's always been in property. But Dodo was the major sponsor of the Melbourne Tigers. And he felt he wasn't being treated the way he should have been as a sponsor. His 
brought what he thought was the right way to treat sponsors and partners into the NBL, and, and you'll notice that they've had some really long-term partners in that league. And the one thing they've done is they've increased their investment over time. And I think that's the key. I think that the success of what you're doing in a sporting organisation, if you can increase the investment of your current partners, it's a lot easier than trying to find new ones. So it's how you treat them and the relationships you build with them and make sure that it is a genuine partnership and maximise the leverage of that product. And it's as simple as you, know, you can look at all the cars out there and it might be, um, uh, let's pick two sponsors, it might be um, Penrite Oils and John Blackman's mechanic operation. If they're not doing the business now, they should be trying to do business together. So you want to bring them all into one room and make sure there's this opportunity, not just talk about it, give them the opportunity to do business together. And that's what Larry's done really well with the league and it's, and it's trickled down to the clubs. The clubs have learned from what the league's doing uh, and doing that. And that's where I think that, you know, Supercars has got a great opportunity. It's a great product. It's well viewed. It's world class. The drivers are world class. We're seeing that. We're promoting the fact that you've got guys going from this competition into the greatest competitions in the US like NBL players to the NBA, there's a lot of synergies and it's about the same size. You know, you've got um, 12 teams and 12 teams sort of thing, so I think there's a lot that can be learned and I think that it's about, I think, just having a go and not being afraid to come up with new ideas. They don't all work, but don't be afraid to make a mistake, try to be successful. Rod, this um, change for the team four to two and things like that. It happened at the same time that you know Tim had resigned and Simon came on board. Uh, the actual selection, retention of the staff. I mean, you've you've not halved your staff, but you've uh, you've you know a number of people have left. Um, can you tell us some? Uh, you, did you play the active role in that? No, Tim. Well, Tim uh, was there right to Christmas. So, um, so yeah, that started back when all this decisions made. So that went through September, October, November period. Before we got to Adelaide, where it was all finalised. So, right. so yeah. Um, but um, you know, Maddie, Maddie, you know, played a big role in that um, because part of you know what you do in your debriefs from a racetrack is uh, it's not just the driver that um, um, sometimes makes uh, mistakes. You've got pit lane issues, and you've got people issues, and so you know. We've reviewed everything, so we reviewed every worker, um, and more to the point, um, what expertise we needed. So um, some left, but um, but um, pretty much everyone that we needed to be there is still there. Yep. And then we've refreshed some of the resource accordingly for what um, there was a, a shift of the style of resource we needed. Can you see Tickford? Getting back into the road car business at some stage? No, um, that's, that's, that's a good question actually. That's why we got out of it too. Mm-hmm. That was another thing where we just kept expanding into everything, doing everything. And, you know, I suppose if you're some kind of um, gauger meter or efficiency, um, you know, as we probably wandered off doing that Tickford thing, our racing capability was probably dropping away as well. So. We, we still own, because of the trademark, we still own what we know is uh, Tickford Auto, um, but that's just, uh, the trademark's just uh, licensed out. So, but yeah, it was, uh, that was, um, 
not the appropriate way to go you know, if you want to, again, be winning races. Yeah. Okay. On, on the subject of things you used to do then, you mentioned the engine shop before, um, DJR's take over the Ford supply. Firstly, do we know how long they have it and then if it comes up for tender again, is it something you're interested in? Um, look, uh, so first of all, um, you know, last year was the year it was, and so, you know, it is what it is, but there's lots of, you know, things that weren't put in place right, you know, the correct expertise. So, you know, I felt there was a differentiation between what the GM guys had with Kenny Mac to, um, and Kenny Mac's a well-established, I mean, I... I, I knew Kenny back back in you know the speedway days, you know, so been around forever. Whereas the Robbie thing, Herod thing, was something new and fresh, and and um, so you know um, it, it it didn't. Uh, and and you know everyone's aware that the Coyote engine uh, making it um, to a race engine um, and to match up with an entirely different engine was a big task for everyone. So. Um, you know, at Gold Coast, we, I mean, there's a series of meetings at Gold Coast, and um, it was evident by the four teams that we had to have a change. Otherwise, we were going to go do it the same this year, 2024. And, um, and you know, uh, not that because we're forward, but, you know, I mean, forward, um, in my opinion, over the years, they've known, you know, they may have dropped out for a short period. They've been very proactive of being involved in motor racing and under Jim Farley, I mean, he's a very much a motor racer and they're um, for, through Ford Performance, I mean, they're in uh, motor racing everywhere. So, um, so yeah, the we had to be aggressive on the on the engine side of things. So, um, I was happy that it's not so much DJR, it's DJR that haven't taken the minutes right story that is leading it. You know, he knows I, I quote him like this, but he's a geek. Um, if, if he takes control of something, he runs with it. So, um, as for the term, look, I mean, I think it's like anything. We're not bogging down with, with terms. I mean, we're more than happy if um, it's been complex. Um, they appear to have a great understanding of the engine. Lots of, uh, you know, it's not one change. There's lots of changes going on with uh, what they've found. So I think the teams will be very supportive that they stay the supplier. Now, to your question too, and commercially, I mean, that's just one. I mean, this is to do with, um, uh, you know, those amount of cars. I mean, our business is focused on, um, and I joke on you with our people, how can we never rebuild a, a whole engine, you know? I mean, we've got an engine department that and just rebuild engines. So that's what Simon will be looking into as well. So yeah, so we don't see it, even if it come up, I don't see it. it's very complex. Um, we probably wouldn't want to be involved if we're thinking everything commercially, so yeah. I know you covered it earlier, but if you could just reiterate the, the way in which it's structured with you and Simon, the way in which the business all now runs sort of thing. The, the normal day-to-day -day running now is just going to be run by a CEO. Um, no CEO and MD, um, and um, uh, and then the leadership uh, team underneath it um, will be will be that workhouse, um, and then as I've indicated, outside of that, um, you know there is this whole 
workload of teams and supercars. So, you know, um, given that, um, I mean, I'm still wanting to do something, so given not being involved in that all that time, I might as well just take all that. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's very frustrating, but, you, you know, um, there's a number of us that have been doing it for years. So I see that, um, you know, I will just do that supercar stuff behind the scenes um, and then these guys can concentrate on running our business for what we want to get out. Tim, Tim played a role in both the commission and the board. Uh, will Tickford have a role within that? Well, that's my point. That like yep. um, I'd like the I like the business to be run as our business. Mm -hmm. That's nothing against Tim. I supported him being on commissions and all that. But I want uh, I want Tickford to be run um, one hundred percent every single day um, as its as its operation. And then all this subsidiary, exactly that board position commission. I mean, I, I attend the commission now, so. Um, and again, you know, it's not about me putting stars on myself, but I've, I've, I've been there long enough, so I can do it easily. But, but you know, I, uh, it's been our, ex, uh, the executive's decision that we don't want that, um, that uh, all that word, uh, word clouding the, the operation of, of So. Bomber each, I guess. I'm sure you guys want to play I'm going to head up. That's yeah. why I thought we'd do it. No, no, that's right. Well, look, last one for me is probably a bit of a double. <laughs> but I mean, um, A, just checking that Moff and, and Tyler are here. Are they going to be your co drivers? And B, just lastly, just about like your level of confidence about parity and stuff after what's going on. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I am fully confident. Look, I, I, I was lacking confidence last year. Um, We'd lost our way, and it's just the way it is. But, um, but and, and again, it didn't start after Adelaide. It pretty well much started at Gold Coast, and then it's been a rocket ship all the way through to now, both on the Arrow, as we know, and, um, and the engine. So uh, I'm confident that, um, that, you know, well, there's not something stupid that can go wrong. Parity's out there now as we speak today. Um, still, obviously, alterations going on with things, but parity is there, so um, I'm confident with that. Yeah. And that just on Tyler and off, is that no, no announcement yet. Okay, cool. I'm done with it, I bet you guys. Yeah, I'll chuck it in then. Um, Brady Kister, he's going to miss the opening event. Uh, it sounds like he might miss the season. How, how bad is it for, for the sport? Yeah, look, obviously, you know, um, as Shane put out last night, you know, it's, 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 look, it's not the first and never be the last between the driver and its team, you know, um, with uh, having some fallouts or differences or whatever it is, and that's, that's Erebus's as business to go about that um, and handle it. But look, yeah, it goes without saying, it's just, um, it's a shame, you know, I mean, what I supported, I mean, Barry Ryan was a first year apprentice when I come into John Faulkner Racing in 98, so I've known him based for a long time, and so he's done well to, you know, get himself up to where he's where he's at, but he's had great confidence in him, and there's no taking away from it. It was great to see um, another team um, just go and win a championship, um, a sponsor like Coke, you know, being involved, 
So it, it, it just goes without saying, it's disappointing entering the year where, you know, um, the uncertainty of, of where it's all heading um, is uh, falling off the rails. But, you know, what do you do? You just got to press on. Um, you know, they, they're still the Arab is still won the championship. Um, takes nothing away from them. Um, and uh, and then you know um, all 24 drivers, whoever they might be, most of them we know, of course, that rock up about this and start the process of the year of who's going to be the next champion. So as, as, as someone who's just coming into the sport, your impressions of how it's all. Oh, look, it's unfair to comment. Um, I think it's disappointing for supercars um, and it's disappointing for those involved, but it's Erebus and Brady's business and I think it's best alluded to that. I think that um, it's it's a shame, obviously. I mean, it's sort of akin to the MVP of the NBA or NBL having to fall out of their club and, and, and moving on, but that happens in professional sport and that's the reality of it. But I think that the more important thing is, and I say this quite openly with you guys here, is I, I like to have a great relationship with the media and I think that the media play a really big part in making sport really professional in this country. And I think that the most important part of that is the more positive media have, the better off we are. Um, and I think that there's no place where we're all in this together and we're employed by this industry and being overtly negative about certain things. There's so much positivity that comes out of everything else going on here today. Um, we can often sometimes just focus on negative things too often. And, and my door's always open, my phone's always on for media, but um, I'm very happy to make really positive comments about what we're doing. Address any negativity, no doubt about that, or issues, but the reality is, for all of us, for all of us to you know, make this the most successful thing it can be, we've got to be as positive as we possibly can. Thanks for listening, and look forward to uh, enjoying your company again soon on Inside Supercars. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia, quality racing components, home of Black TI, bolts, kingpins, studs and torsion stops. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com.